Hello and welcome to the Manifesting Makeup Artist podcast. I'm your host, Amber Tallarico, founder and creator of the What It Takes documentary and now online platform. I'm so excited to bring this podcast to our community that offers education, motivation, and inspiration. It's my mission to connect education with mindset techniques so that you can manifest the career of your dreams. If you love this episode, make sure to give us a five-star review and feel free to take a screenshot on your phone to share with your social media and tag us on Instagram. I want to take a moment to thank our awesome sponsors, EI School of Makeup, where artistry meets industry. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this podcast. All right, are you ready to manifest the shit out of your career? I sure hope so, because I know I am. Let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Manifesting Makeup Artist podcast. I am really excited because I am recording video for this as well. It's the first time I'm doing this. And so for those of you that are watching this over on the YouTube channel, just wanted to give you a little heads up that I am, uh, I always, whenever I do my podcast episodes, I always look on my, like my, my notes. And so you will see me looking down a lot. So uh, just wanted to let you guys know, those of you that are watching the video portion of this. And then also, I actually, I have I have two cats. <laughs> if you're new to the What It Takes community or new to uh, the podcast, I have two cats and I'm actually babysitting my sister's dog. So you might see some animals in the background. Kitty might pop in and say, hi, Ruby might go crazy. Ruby is a, she's a kitten. She's about nine months old and she's she's crazy Uh, we call her ruby the ruiner if that paints a picture for you (laughs) um but i am really excited to be talking not even excited i don't know excited is not necessarily the word (laughs) but i'm um i i am i mean i i am excited to be talking about this topic it's a very uncomfortable topic that not a lot of artists uh, tend to talk about, at least in, in the past, they haven't. So let's talk about rates, right? This is something that so many people for the longest time, like, you know, sealed their lips about, right? And recently, this is something that has been kind of coming up to the surface, this, this particular topic. And this is actually, this particular topic that I it's it's not just about rates it's actually a little bit more than that and it's a little it is hard for me to talk about and kind of like go you know public with this um because I've actually been thinking about bringing this up for weeks now but I couldn't find the courage to do it until now and I'm addressing this particular subject because as I keep seeing it pop up you know everywhere in groups and social media and clubhouse, everybody's talking about, you know, what they would get up out of bed for and what is worthy of a a rate. And um, sorry, there's going to be a lot about outside noises, Um, but just things like what they would or wouldn't do for X amount of, of, you know, money and a certain day rate is or is not enough or it's too much or, you know, um, but I want to, I want to like lay it all out right now that I want to be clear in saying and expressing that I am like 1000% neutral on this particular topic. Okay. And I'll be sharing why in depth. Okay. You'll be hearing me talk about it this entire episode. Um, and, and all honesty, like I don't, I don't really have any idea why there's so much shaming around this topic. You know, it's such a bummer to see how many artists that have gone at each other's throats about this topic when there's just, there's so many factors. There are so many factors that go into somebody's rate, all right? And nobody is talking about this particular conversation, (laughs) this particular conversation of just the mere fact that, um, you know, there, there are, there's so many reasons why any one production would have a completely different rate than the other, um, or, you know, in the service more not, I mean, cause production is a service-based industry. 
essentially, but in the salon space or the bridal space, like even then you do have fluctuations um, and, you know, certain circumstances, you know, and so, uh, all right. So here it goes. <laughs> all right. Uh, can you tell I'm nervous to talk about this? And here's the thing. The reason why I'm nervous is because I don't want to, I don't want to ruffle any feathers more than they have already been ruffled. I am simply trying to present as much of a neutral aspect and a neutral perspective so that both sides can understand, you know, why this or why that. All right. So as I mentioned, there are truly so many factors uh, of what would go into someone's rate, right? There's just so many factors. And I'm going to go over the top three factors that I personally find are the most common factors of, um, you know, and what I have time to talk to about today. And to be honest, I have a feeling that this podcast is going to be a little bit longer. Um, and no matter what your opinion is on, you know, this particular topic, I, I really, uh, I urge you to just listen through, you know, just listen the, to the entire episode and just, you know, you'll thank me later because you'll understand like, oh, okay, like now I see it from this perspective instead of this perspective, or at least that, that's my hope. That's like, like I'm praying, like hopefully like everybody is, uh, like gets that out of this particular episode, okay? And so I'll go ahead and start about, uh, start talking about these particular factors. So um, the first factor that I want to shed light on is your location. The second is your experience in the particular industry that you primarily work in. Like, and, and that that is the emphasis, is that the, the, the experience level that you have in the particular area that you work in of the industry. Because you guys, there are so many parts of the industry, you know, uh, the bridal industry, the salon industry, the TV and film industry, the fashion industry. These are all very different industries, even though they're all under the umbrella of makeup artistry, they are in fact in different industries. And even within the film industry, you have commercials, you have advertising, you have non-union film, you have union film. And so those are all different brackets and, you know, and rate systems in and of themselves as well. All right. And then the third, uh, the third factor that I'm going to go over is your self-worth. Now, don't come at me for this one, okay? Uh, not just yet, anyways. Uh, hear me out. Just wait until the end, and and I promise that you will. I'm gonna get into exactly what I mean by that, okay? So I'll start with the first one, obviously, which is location. All right. So obviously, this is a major, you know, major part of how artists decide what their rates are. And if you are in a smaller town, the rates are typically going to be lower, right? So if you are in a larger city, the rates are typically higher. Even, you know, and even within the bigger cities, the rates vary from one another within those big cities. So let me explain here. Uh, you know, take salons, for example. Um, I know of a salon in Burbank, California, which Burbank is like technically its own city, but it's, I like to just, I mean, it's a part of LA, like, let's be honest here. And um, there's a particular salon in Burbank that I know of that charges $25 for a men's haircut. And a few miles down the road, there's another salon that charges $75 for a men's cut. So that in and of itself, those are two different rates essentially the same location, but different rates, right? Now you drive down and go into Beverly Hills and the, I would say that the average rate for a men's cut is well over a hundred can go into like the $200 range. Okay. It's all in your location. It's all in your location. And also the type of salon that you are working at, if it's a little bit of a higher caliber, not higher caliber, but like, say it's in a much more expensive area, say it's, an, you know, the, the square footage is larger and it's a little bit more um, like maybe there's a ton of people. It's like the whole concept of like demand or whatever. Um, the rates typically are higher for things like that. Right. So now, if we let's talk about a different 
location. If we're talking about my hometown of Fort Wayne, Indiana, the ranges for a men's cut are more like $10 to like $45 on the higher. And, and, and I'm, I don't want anybody to quote me on this, like on any, really any of these, like, these are just generic, typical, what I have seen ranges. All right. And in Fort Wayne, I would say that the highest that I have come by for a men's cut, it's about 45, maybe 50 and maybe $60 for a men's cut. And, um, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody in Fort Wayne charging like $200 for a haircut. I really don't. But I mean, there might be, there might be somebody out there who knows. And if you are charging that in Fort Wayne, Indiana, hit me up and uh, like, let me know. Cause that'd be very interesting. It's all in your location, you know? And, um, here's the thing. This, this doesn't make anyone more or less qualified per se. It doesn't. Um, it, it doesn't make anybody more or less worthy of, of any of those different, you know, ranges of, of rates, of price ranges. It's just location, simply put, you know? So I just want, I want everybody to really like take that into consideration that, you know, people that are like, I wouldn't get out of bed for $150. Well, that, you know, could mean so many things. What, what is the $100, $150 rate for? You know, somebody that is, I don't know, there's just so many, so many possibilities with what $150 could mean. Is it $150 an hour? Is it $150 for a do and go? Is it $150 for 12 hours? Like, what is, like, there's factors even of itself or in and of itself with that one statement, like I wouldn't get out of bed for $150. Well, what if it was like 20 minutes of your time? Would you do it then? I don't know. But anyways, um, I'm going to go ahead and move on to the, the second uh, factor. The second factor is experience and how this dictates what your rates are tied in with exactly what industry you are in, right? So this is where I think so many people miss the mark as far as like, you know, when they argue back and forth, this is like a huge thing that some people, you know, kind of forget about, right? When they're, when they're having any sort of argument about this particular topic at all, which is your experience level and what industry you are in. So I just want to like really quick, give an example. If you have 13 years of experience in the bridal industry, in the bridal industry primarily, and you've worked on maybe one or two production sets, that does not equal 13 years of experience of working in TV and film. They're two completely different sets. They're two completely different industries in and of like, like, just straight out. Do you see Brutus? He's clicking and clacking his little nails. Um, but yeah, they're they're two completely different industries. So you you know, it rates do not like they don't they don't carry over, especially with the experience level. Like I don't like I, I haven't colored somebody's hair, and I mean. <laughs> I've colored my sister's hair because she like begs me to do it, but I don't, I don't really enjoy it. But either way, if I were to go, like I, I so I've been working in this industry in the, the, the production industry specifically with film and commercials and advertising. Okay. So that's my, my 13 years of experience. That's what I am. You know, I have like literally day in, day out, day out. That's what I get hired for, for 13 years. Now, if I, if I decide to go to a salon, uh, and I haven't touched color in 10 years at this point, well, probably like, yeah, 10, I would say 10 years for 10 years, just because I have 13 years of experience being a technically a licensed cosmetologist, that doesn't necessarily mean that I should step foot into a salon and expect to be a level five, 
you know, artist that is like, you know, in their 13th, 14th, 15th or 20th year of experience in the salon. My rates, you know, for color would not be the same as that person. Why? Because I don't have that same color experience as that person that has been doing color specifically for 13 or more years. Uh Oh, kitty got mad. She was hissing at somebody. Um, So like keep that in perspective and then vice versa. Somebody that's been working in the salon for 15 years and decides, oh, I want to do, I want to start working on feature films. If you've never touched a feature film, if you never worked on a feature film, the experience level does not carry over to um, film, like from salon to film. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. There's a lot and, and both on both industries. So that's something I wanted to shed light on was that like the different industries, like different experience levels will dictate different rates. And just because you have a really high rate over here in this particular industry does not even necessarily mean that you're going to have that same, um, like that same big rate in a different industry simply because you don't have the same type of experience. Uh, You know, if you have never, ever, ever done a, a body paint in your life and you've been doing this for 20 years, but you say that your rate is what somebody, you know, like say you tell the producer your rate is $5,000 and you've never done anything and you don't have anything to show for it, but you're saying that because you have 20 years of experience and then somebody else comes along and they have 20 years of experience and they're charging $5,000. They're like, well, what, you see what I'm saying here? I hope that this is like, I hope that this is helping in seeing this particular point of view. Okay. So just, you know, your, your, your experience is a huge part in, in what your rates are or can be right. So think of it this way. If I, if I wanted to hire a social media manager, right. To help grow my account, I, you know, I wouldn't pay the same price for somebody that's never done a graphic design before versus somebody with 15 years of experience. Like if they both came at me saying the same price, but one has, you know, no experience. And then one has a lot of experience. Like I'm going to obviously take the person that has more experience. Right. And just like in our industry, we're all at different stages. You know, that's another thing that I would, I really, really, really just want to like shout out to the world that like, we can't, we can't continue to say these like, you know, things to each other on either end. You know, I wouldn't get out of bed for $45 for one person's makeup. Uh, I can't believe somebody would charge, would even remotely think to charge $10,000 to do somebody's, you know, do and go. Both ends, it's like, there's not a blanket statement that is a one size fits all for rates. And that is, I think, why so many people have a hard time talking about this because our industry, it's freelance. And especially for those of you guys, which are a lot, there's a lot of you guys that follow me that are in production specifically. So film, fashion, entertainment, the budgets fluctuate so significantly from one to the another that that that's it's just not a one size fits all no rate like you can definitely go by certain standards and then negotiate according to what it is that they need from you and then you have the ability to say yes or no you know what I mean so anyways um you know and and here's the thing I can't I just (laughs) this is exactly why I was like "Mm, I don't want to talk about this because I get heated about it I I can't I really can't stand all these memes that are going around about how people would never get out of bed for like $150. They would never get out of bed for $75. Um, You know, that's great and all. And I think that's wonderful for you. That is true for you. And I applaud you for that. I think that's amazing because I personally feel the same way. I, not that, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't, I I haven't taken a job that was $150 for a very long time. Unless, unless if it was literally 
like a do and go situation. And there was, and I'll get, I'll get into this in a, in a little bit, but entered like if there was something else that I was getting out of it. So uh, for example, it's very, very common for editorial spreads to be a very low, sometimes it's just a kit fee and sometimes it's $150. But if you are getting an editorial spread in L magazine for $150, you know, that it's, it's not just $150. It is massive exposure, which also kind of energetically equals out to like <laughs> thousands of dollars because you're going to, that, that helps, you know, lift your career up to the next level and gives you a lot of clout and a, a better reputation and everything like that. So, you know, so that, that's like a whole other thing too. Um, but anyways, <laughs> you know, just because any one person feels this way about, you know, they wouldn't do this, they wouldn't do that, they would do that, whatever it is, it doesn't mean that, you know, you should make anybody else feel um, like they have to agree with that. Uh, $150 is, this is going back to the location aspect, $150 is different in LA versus, you know, what that is in Fort Wayne. That rate, it, it, it has different... <laughs> just a different, um, I don't know, not leverage, but another thing too is $150 in the editorial world is significantly different than $150 in the bridal world. It, it just, they don't necessarily translate from one to the other. It, they, it, <laughs> that's just, I'm just like, I'm not going to say too much here because I will go, I'm going to, I'm going to just keep going with this. Okay. So having said all that, <laughs> let me share the biggest thing that I, I literally nobody is talking about. Okay. And it's uh, at least to my knowledge. All right. Uh, once I started seeing people like really going at it and bashing each other and shaming each other on this particular topic, I immediately checked out. I immediately checked out. And if you, if any of you guys have been a part of what it takes or, you know, following anything that I've done at any time, whether it's a couple weeks, maybe you've been following me uh, for years. I don't know. You, uh, you know, that my philosophy is like supporting one another and community over competition and manifesting and, and living, you know, positively and, 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 you know, supporting one another and lifting each other up. Like I have no, I have zero tolerance for shaming one another for, you know, negativity, uh, for people. I don't know. I just, I, I don't have any tolerance for that. And so I've checked out, there's been several, uh, Facebook groups where I've seen this topic come up over and over again, and it continues to be just this massive battle with between each other. And, um, I, I, I have to like, like, I have to like check myself out the door. Um, and then I'm sure a lot of you guys have probably come across some of the clubhouse stuff that happened. And I don't know if it's continuing to happen because, you know, once I, I wasn't even a part, I didn't even go into the room that this was happening in, but, um, I specifically avoid those topics whenever I see them, um, because I just don't, I, I'm not, I, I just don't particularly like to hear people go back and forth and, and be mean to one another. I really don't. I just, it's sad and, and, and not sad. Like, Oh, poor, like these poor people. No, I'm saying it's sad. Like it saddens me. It saddens me. Um, so anyways, I do feel like here, hold on. I have my notes in front of me. I lost my place. <laughs> um, let's say, so, you know, what I was saying about like the differences of how $150 is different from, you know, the commercial industry versus the film industry. And it's different from the film industry versus the salon industry um, or one-on-one -on -one client based industry. Everybody in the film industry, I feel like can and will agree with me on this. Um, the budgets for non-union film or TV um, is not nearly as much 
as what those budgets are in the commercial and advertising world at all, like majority of the time or the salon and bridal world. So let's just like dissect this. Like, let me explain this further for you guys. And I feel it's, I feel it's safe to say after chatting with multiple film people about this, that the average non-union film rate, like the average, like literally the, the average is around $250 per day. And then like a $50 kit fee. Okay. And I would say that that is the average for typically makeup artists that have anywhere between like two to 10 years, right. Uh, of experience. Now I do want to emphasize that even with me saying this, there are even different tiers of what your title is and what your rate is going to be within that. Like once again, the rates fluctuate and are determined by several different factors. Okay. So anyways, um, and then I would say, you know, artists that typically have anywhere between like, I will say eight to 15, 20 years, right. Uh, well for non-union, I would say the average would be between three to $500 day rates with a 50 or 75 or a hundred dollar kit fee, depending on what their position is. And um, once again, I'm talking non-union here, all right? So even in the union, I have worked on union stuff where these are very typical rates. Union work definitely does have higher rates, but it's typically when you get into the bigger budgets with like tier two, tier one, right? Okay, and even within those tier one, like the highest budget films and TV shows, even within those shows, there is a several different brackets of what your rate will be according to your title. So the department head gets a, a separate rate than what the key artist would get versus the assistant makeup artist versus the third versus the additional, like there's all of these and versus like the background, there's all of these different factors. There's even like the makeup supervisor, there's the, you know, department head of effects makeup. There's all of these different titles within one movie set and one budget, right? And so there are different rates across that board. So, um, you know, I just wanna like bring that to, to the table that that those are all factors. Like how many factors did I just list, you know? So, um, you know, and in advertising, let's talk about advertising. I would say that typical average rates in advertising start between like $400 to $800 per day for somebody that has anywhere between two to, you know, 10 years of experience. And um, if you have more than 10, 10 years of experience, I would say that the average rate is about, you know, $600 to $1,500 per day. Now, if you have an agent, this is a different factor. That rate, you know, take that rate that I just said, you know, six to fifteen hundred, six hundred to fifteen hundred. Yeah, um, that rate can be doubled, even tripled sometimes when you have a rate. I'm sorry, when you have a, a an agent. All right, um, and and you know, going a little bit further, when you are a personal celebrity makeup artist, your rates are going to be higher. Why? Because celebrities, an A-list celebrity you you become kind of like their um you know you kind of almost go into their their pr stuff so which goes into the advertising side of things which typically wow what a my, motorcycle anyways um so you know working with celebrities you know i i know people kitty is saying hi i know people that make $10,000 a day working with a particular celebrity. So those are significantly different rates from, you know, Kitty, stop it. She's trying to drink my water. Not today, girl, not today. <laughs> okay, sorry, you guys. So anyways, um, so even with all these factors, you know, you can see the differences of rates, right? Like. I'm sure that at least at, by this point, some of you are like, oh, wow, like a lot of light bulb moments, at least I hope. All right. So now let's take a look at someone who might be working at a salon. Okay. Let's say that they charge $150 
per makeup. Now, please, for the love of God, don't shame me for saying this number. I feel like I feel like $150 has now become a trigger, a trigger rate. <laughs> like $150, what? Um, anyways, <laughs> and please, you know, just understand. I'm just using this for easy math, okay? Easy math here, all right? So if this person charges $150 for a makeup and that makeup takes one hour and then the uh the client gives them a 50 dollar tip they ended up making 200 dollars an hour now if that artist who was working at a salon that is a an appointment based right so you work at a salon you're taking people in and out in one you know location or i mean you could do the you know uh situation where you're going from place to place but i i want to bring the example of somebody that is in a salon because you can do back-to-back clients where you're just like shuffling through people. Okay. So this person say they're really booked. They've been, they've been going at it for years. Okay. Say they have eight years of experience. They work their ass off. And so now they are booked out for two months straight and they cap out at eight hours each day. What does that mean? That means that that person, that artist is making a thousand dollars per eight hours. So for an eight hour day, they're making a thousand dollars and say they're like, oh, well, I only want to work four days out of the week. That means that they're making $4,000 a week. That's a great, a great salary, a great income, right? So when this particular artist gets a call from a non-union feature film, right? And is told that it's going to be $250 plus a $50 kit fee, for 12 hours of their time, I can assure you that they are going to shut that shit down immediately. Why? Because they are used to $200 an hour because they are booked solid, you know, and then they get this and then they have that, that calculation of, well, if I leave for a whole day, I'm out that thousand dollars. So you're offering me 300. So you're telling me that I have to, literally lose $700 for my day so I can go work with you on something that is, you know, most likely more work, most likely not all the time, but feature films, films are really, really tough. Um, There's a lot, they're very, very (laughs) energetically draining to say the least, but they're, they're so much fun. I love them either way, just putting this into perspective. So Uh, You know, when somebody's working in a salon, they're working with that person that is in front of them and that person only. When you're working on a film, you're you're working on the people that are, you know, going in and out of your chair, but you're also tending to the producer, you're tending to the director and what they want. You're tending to the AD and making sure that you have your times concise and, and, you know, your time management has to be very well put together. That doesn't come in that the territory of the salon world. You see what I'm saying? So it's just two completely different environments. And so something that like some people don't really understand with the people that do see that the higher rates, like they wouldn't, you know, the people that are saying I wouldn't leave my house for $150. That's amazing. And somebody that is, you know, making a thousand dollars a day for eight hours, of course, like I wouldn't want to leave my bed for $150 a day either. Like that is that perspective. But then you take somebody else that, you know, is in a completely different point of their career and is like, just like starry eyed to just be on set. $150 is like a million bucks to them. So on both of these ends, nobody's really like, they're both right. We are both right. If you think $150 is not enough, you're fucking right. If you feel like $150 is a, like more than enough, you're fucking right too. Like, I just don't understand like why there's so many people that are just like hating each other for this. Like we're all so unique and we have such different experiences that like there is really, who is to say that any one rate is, you know, is, is good or, you know, like I get it. I definitely get it. I I'm at a particular point in my life where I wouldn't, I wouldn't get out of bed for $150 either. I really wouldn't. But have I in the past? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So anyways, 
Now, going back to what I was saying about the celebrities, right? So I was just talking about the salon, the salon like perspective, right? Versus somebody that, you know, it was like basically the example of what a salon person might be going through when they're presented with a rate like that. Okay. So then you have people that are in the celebrity world, right? Who, you know, um, work in, in that environment and they're charging three, four, five, six, even $10,000 per day. Now, one thing that I want to shed light on is that it's very common. It's very common. And I'm not going to say that it's a hundred percent of the time because it's not, but it's pretty common that when you, uh, work with a celebrity, the first, maybe one, the first, one to two times that you work with any given A-list celebrity, a lot of the times you're doing it for a very low rate or you're doing it for like sometimes even free. Okay. There, I, I was working with Cloutier for a while. I was on their assistance roster and um, they would send me test shoots all the time. And some of these actors that I was, you know, that the test shoots were for are super duper famous. Uh, and so these were test shoots, but they, they weren't paid. Unfortunately, I was unavailable for it. It's kind of a bummer. But the 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 value, right? So what I was talking about earlier is what I was going to get into, which is the energetic value of what it is. Like, say, for instance, you are called up to work on, I don't know, let's see who's a really big, like, I'm a, I do men's grooming. So let's just like go in the men's grooming field. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. First of all, if that ever happened, I'd die. I would die. Um, but anyways, Leonardo DiCaprio, somebody calls me like, hey, uh, we need a men's groomer. And um, it's just for an editorial spread. So there really is no money. And uh, we're able to give you $100. And uh, it's going to be on this day. And it's going to be about a four hour day. Are you down? Can I tell you? <laughs> I just I just shared with you guys that I wouldn't get out of bed for $150, right? If somebody called me from Cloutier saying Leonardo DiCaprio editorial spread $100 for us, I'd be like, fuck yes. Yes. Why? Because the energetic value is significantly more high, significantly higher, not more high. That is grammatically incorrect. It's significantly higher than just the $100 cash value. The energetic value is it's fucking Leonardo DiCaprio, dude. Like, of course I'm gonna get out of bed for $100 and get my, you know, to, to work with him and to have my my work be in a an editorial spread with Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm not, I would be, I would, if I ever said no to that, just because this whole concept, like, I'm not going to get out of, I, I don't want to do anything that's less than $150. I'm not going to get out of bed because I, $150 means shit to me. Like, no, 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 no. We have to, we have to like regroup that, that whole concept. Like that, that mentality does not, it's not a blanket statement. It's not a blanket statement. And I can feel, I can feel it. I can feel it. I'm starting to rise up here, but I'd be so excited to work with Leonardo DiCaprio for $100. If it was $50, if it was strictly just a kit fee, I would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. Okay. I still do test shoots for no, no charge whatsoever. And I've been doing this for 13 years. Did I get out of bed for, for a free test? Yes, I did. Now, if I get a call to do a 12-hour day for a non-union film, you know, that's $150. Would I say no? I would absolutely say no. There are times where we say yes to things because we see a, a certain energetic value. I would say no to that because I don't need more experience in non-union films. Does that make sense? So I hope that I hope that those perspectives really bring just shed some light on on why I'm I and some people might feel like this particular battle, this particular argument that's happening within our industry seems a little, um, uh, it just it, sometimes in my opinion, just doesn't really make sense. Um, you know, I feel like some people's true colors have really come out and, uh, there have been really, really mean comments and all for 
their own experience, you know, their own perspective. Um, and at the end of the day, what people are not acknowledging is that everybody is right. Everybody is right. Okay. I feel like I need to cue the, the sad music. <laughs> okay. Anyways, let's go ahead and move on here. Okay. So now I want to talk about the third and the final factor. That's all in all honesty. I feel like the biggest one, which is your inner self value. So this is the one that I was like, hold up, just like, hear me out on this. Okay. So I want to start out by saying that the reason I'm even bringing this up is because I struggled with this. Okay. So I know like there's been several memes that's like, know your worth. Don't do a make, don't, don't do makeups for $75. Know your worth. Don't do, uh, you know, don't accept work that is let, you know, that's a hundred dollars. Know your worth. And, um, I think that it's, you know, I, I've been abundantly clear about how that number just is such a hundred dollars. There's just so many factors of what you'd be doing for it, how many hours, what's your experience, what's your location, all these things. Right. So anyways, um, but there's also a point where your worth does come into play and, um, I struggled with this for almost my entire career, honestly, uh, from 2008 to 2016, I legit was doing job after job for a hundred dollars, 150, maybe 200. Now don't get me wrong. I, I, I definitely did several jobs, plenty of jobs that were in the $300 range, $400 range. And I'll never forget my sister telling me after I got home from a really, really rough day on set and I was only making like $75. No. Yeah. I think it was only $75, but I wanted that experience. And she was just like, Amber, why the fuck are you doing this? Like the, these jobs are, are like, why are you accepting these jobs? You, you've been doing this for so long. You know, you have at that point, I think you had like, gosh, I think six or seven years of experience at that point, but I had been in LA for two years at that point. So anyways, um, and she told me you are worth so much more than a hundred dollars. This is irritating. Like, I don't know how you deal with that. And I heard her when she said it, but I didn't think anything of it. I didn't, I didn't actually like digest what she was saying. I kind of just like brushed it off. Cause I just thought in my mind, like, ah, you just don't understand how this industry works. Okay. And, um, I didn't realize this into uh, like, I didn't realize I didn't digest what she said until two years later. Um, exactly why that kept coming up into my reality, which is, continually getting all these lower paid jobs and lower paid. And let me just like emphasize what I mean or explain what I mean by that. It's like a hundred or $150 or sometimes $75 for working on, you know, shoots that are like 12, 13 hours. Like that's, you know, that's usually minimum wage typically. Uh, yeah. Cause back then I think, I think our minimum wage was like $12 an hour at the time, maybe 13. Um, so that's like kind of like the perspective. Um, so I was working for minimum wage. Um, with the $75 rate, I was actually excited because I was going to be my first experience with a blood rig. So going back to the energetic match, like I was like, no, I want to, this is cool. Like I need to experience blood rigs. Like let, let's do this. Like I'll, I'll do it for $75 a day. So anyways, um, what came up after two years later, when I finally like digested what my sister said to me, was that it was because I was too scared to ask for more, which goes, you know, directly down to what I do feel worthy of asking, which also goes down to my personal self-worth, you know? And so there's a lot of, a lot of artists that are, you know, saying, know your worth. And I, I agree with that. I do, but some people it's going to take them a little bit longer right? 
So, um, you know, in 2016, that's when I decided to set my standard, my standards higher and set my rates at 300 instead of accepting hundred or 150. So I doubled it or tripled it even. And that year, my world changed when I just set that one standard for myself. I finally started to make consistent income as a makeup artist. I was finally able to say the words, I make consistent income as a freelance makeup artist. And so it would, it was like a game changer. And that was the eighth year of my career, the eighth year of my career. Now, granted, I moved to LA in 2012. So at that time, you know, that's like four years into like moving to Los Angeles. So some would argue, you know, that I had to start from zero when I moved to LA, which technically I agree with too. Um, but that experience, you know, level didn't necessarily change be just because I moved because I was still experiencing, you know, film and stuff like that when I was uh, back in Indiana. So anyways, I started to say no to, you know, these jobs that were 100 or $150 a day. And, you know, this energetically told the universe what, what was happening on an energetic level was I was essentially telling the universe that I am moving on, I'm leveling up, and I am worth more than what I used to charge. My experience level doesn't match what I was saying yes to in the past. Like that was what I was saying to the universe. I was like, you know what? I've been doing this. I am a you know super hard worker. I work my ass off. I have a lot of experience in this field and, and this field, meaning the film industry. My, it, the $150 day rate doesn't match what I'm, capable of what my experience level was. So I did, I did a lot of work around that. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, work pretty much every single day on this, which is the self-worth. It's, it's a never ending cycle. It's a never ending journey to continually work on yourself and your inner development and your inner worth and everything like that. So, you know, no matter where you're at in your career, each new level that you jump onto requires new sets of feeling unworthy or less than or fears of if you can or cannot do it. Okay, so I'm at a completely different level right now as of this recording than I was five years ago. Completely different, like true. I mean, I'm not even the same person. And I still have struggles daily about my worth with this new level from where I was, you know, five years ago. So each new level comes with its new difficulties in the self-worth department. So that's why I, I, I prioritize that particular time as much as I possibly can. It's pretty much every single day. Sometimes I miss it. You know, I'm human, but I, I prioritize that. And, you know, I'm fucking stoked to say that I, I haven't taken anything less than $600 for a while now, you know, and this feels good for me. Do I do jobs for more? All the time. Do I say yes to jobs that are less? Yeah, I do. As long as there is something else that energetically matches the $600 or more standard that I've set for myself in the recent, like, couple months, Right. So if somebody wants to charge $1,500 a day for their day rate, that's fucking awesome. If you want to, if you want to charge $10,000 for a day rate, yike, fuck yeah, dude, I want to, I want to do 10,000. I mean, we all, nobody would say no to a $10,000 day rate. There's no reason why that is like absurd that it, it's not the coolest thing. Here's the really cool perspective. The coolest thing is that there are people out there that do charge that AKA it's possible. So that's another perspective. Like the, some of the, some of the people out there, are like, why would anybody spend ten thousand dollars for a makeup? It's like because there are people that, that are willing to pay that, and as long as there's people that are willing to pay that, there's makeup artists that sure as hell are charging that. So hell, might as well be you. You see what I'm saying? Like fuck yeah, I would love to charge ten thousand dollars for a day rate. Who cares? Like don't judge me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There, there's people that are really negative on both aspects. That's why I'm getting so like triggered. Okay. So, and even if somebody is happy as fuck 
to get out of bed because they're finally getting paid to do what they love. And that rate just so happens to be $75. That's fucking awesome too. That's amazing. Like, hell yeah. I applaud anybody. I applaud anybody that, you know, who makes any sort of money from being a makeup artist. I applaud anybody that does that. Do you know how hard it is to make that first step? We all know how hard it is to make that first step of deciding I'm going to be a makeup artist and I'm going to make a living doing this. It's terrifying. You know, we have so many people that believe, you know, that look down on our industry as, as if it's a joke. It's intimidating. And we make money doing makeup. Like how fucking cool is that? You know, like, I don't know. Not very many people can say that, you know, you're literally getting paid to be a makeup artist. And that in and of itself is a massive blessing that so many people wish that they could say that they do. And, you know, who am I to ever say, I would never get out of bed for a hundred dollars. Know your worth. Like, who am I to say that? I mean, Jesus, come on. Like when I read that, you guys, I read that meme and I was like, my stomach was gutted. (laughs) Like, I was like, like, why, why would, why did I feel that way? Because I was like, literally, I thought to myself, if I was reading this myself 13 years ago, when I, when I first started, I would feel embarrassed. Why would I feel embarrassed? Because I, I, I would feel embarrassed because I would like get the fuck out of bed. I would jump as high as I possibly could. I would get up three hours early. I'd probably get there an hour early to take a hundred dollar day gig 13 years ago. I mean, you know, I, I, if this, if, if this was me like reading that 13 years ago, I would feel ashamed. I would really feel ashamed that I would be totally stoked about that. Right. You know, and um, I remember vividly at the beginning of my career being just like beside myself of it with excitement at just a kit fee, like just the mere thought of being on set and being around creative people and learning about this industry and being a part of this creative project. You know, I'll do it for kit fee. Oh my God. Yes. Like, I'll be here three hours early if you need me. I would jump out of bed. Now, would I jump out of bed 13 years later but for the same thing? No. Why? Because I'm at a different point in my career. (laughs) It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. We all start somewhere. We all are on different paths. We're all on different journeys, you know? And, And I don't mean to like come off like I'm bashing anybody because I'm not. I'm really trying to showcase the, you know, both sides of why, you know, explaining the reasons why each side might come off any certain way and why both sides are 100% valid. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So, you know, um, I just want everybody to like, to take a moment to sit and breathe, just breathe, you know, and just understand that this topic is not a one size fits all. I know I've said that a few times, but it's not, you know, the whole, you know, what, what rate is worthy or not? What rate is good enough? What rate would I be willing to get up out of bed for? Um, It's not a one size fits all. And it's not even a one size fits all for any one person. Do you know how many different rates I get (laughs) from one project to the next? Like it's, it's, it's kind of all over the place, you know, and no one can actually answer this question properly because the rates are all over the place, which is why I feel like so many, so many artists that, you know, when they get this question, they like tense up or when they get this question, they're like, they don't talk about it is because the truth of it is, is that we all take different rates. Granted, 
I will say, you know, the bridal industry, the salon industry is a little bit different just because they're more service-based and it's like, this is what, you know, a makeup is, this is what a bride makeup is. Um, so it's a little bit more like just standard, standardized, if that makes sense, where the production industry, you're working with that production's budget and those budgets vary from, you know, one to the other. And, and, and in all honesty, like, let's even break that down for a second. Even within like one television show, okay, the rates on the show part, so the people that, you know, the artists that are working on the actual show itself, so episodical or the full film, it's like, say, say it's a movie, when they're on the crew for that movie or for that TV series, they get paid, you know, a certain rate. Now, the team that does the advertising for those TV shows, for those movies, aka billboards, aka promotional videos, aka commercials, aka uh, movie posters, that budget <laughs> is significantly higher. It's significantly higher. So even within the same show, there are different rates of depending on what side you're on, you know, and I don't know how many people have brought that up. I don't know if this is something that has been talked about, uh, but that is a factor. That's a factor. Um, you know, and, and it's funny cause like I'll even get like a job where, you know, it's $500 and it's 12 hours, right. Or something like that, or it's $600. I'm sorry. Yeah. $600 for 12 hours. Right. And then turn around and get an $800 men's grooming gig for like two hours of my time. It just depends. It just depends on the project. It depends on, you know, what it is you're working on in the production world. I can't necessarily say the same thing for the bridal world. Uh, you know, and even like, even in the salon world, like if somebody's doing a color, there are different factors about what that end number is going to be. You know, how long did it take? How much of the color are you using? Depending on how much hair the person has. Is it a corrective color? Is it just a touch up? There's different rates even within color. You know what I mean? So with all of that said, <laughs> uh, if you are an artist listening and, and you feel like you have no idea what your rates should be, I suggest to do some research. Okay. So I'm just going to give you some tips that no matter what, what point you are in your career, this will be helpful if, if you have difficulty negotiating your rates. Okay. So first and foremost, do your research just, it, and it's so hard to research on production rates because it's like, nobody really is willing to share their, their rates and stuff like that. So, and, you know, you might be able to find some articles though. There are some people, there are cool people out there that do share this information. So it may just require some digging. All right. So uh, actually there's a really great book. Um, Crystal Wright has a book, check her book out. And she actually has like a whole entire section about rates and she lists uh, like average rates between different parts of the industry. If you're wanting to work in the entertainment or the fashion industry. Okay. So the second step that I suggest you guys take is to see what the rates are in the location that you work in. So this goes along with that research. What, you know, what area are you living in? Are you in a, a big city? Are you in a small town? Are you in a, a you know, um, are you in a different, um, what's it called? If you're in a different, if you're in a different country, there's all these factors, right? So research that research what those different rates of in those different areas are you know and then um take into consideration what your experience level is with the particular industry um that you're researching and then create you know a minimum rate standard for yourself uh and trust me when I say that once you make that minimum standard for yourself, it's going to change your life. It's going to make you feel more confident and when you do get approached for day rates. And 
I can't even tell you how freeing it is. Once you get to a point in your career where you set that standard and you start getting those emails, because you're going to get them about those old rates that you used to work for, and you're able to say no to them. It's a very freeing thing. I recently just said uh, no to a $300 day gig. And somebody was like, wow, like, I can't believe you said no to this. And I'm like, I, I don't, I have like my, my standard rates. And that is not what I charge anymore. It just simply isn't. And they're like, and they ended up being like, wow, that's really like inspiring. It's like, well, thank you. It took me a lot to, to get to that point. And trust me when I say it does, it does, it does take a lot to like get to that point. If you're anything like me anyways, there are some of you other though, that I envy that are like, no, dude, like my rate is like $800. My rate is $2,000 and you have like no qualms and you've never had, you know, a problem even starting with that. And you know, I, I can't say the same for me. I've, I've definitely struggled with, you know, asking for money and asking for higher rates and things like that. So I applaud those of you that might be listening and you have all always started with higher rates. So, you know, cheers to you. Um, but yeah, I hope that, you know, this particular, oh, and by the way, before I close this out, going with your, your standard rate, your, your, like your minimum standard that you will not go below and you vow to yourself that you're not going or that if it is below that that there's some sort of energetic you know uh match to that that would equal this new standard that you have for yourself and um what i what was i going to say about this um what i would suggest is anytime that you have like another year because i think about it when we are working at a retail store you know or or just like more corporate-y type, like nine to five jobs, right? We usually get, um, we usually get a, a raise every year or every six months or whatever. So don't be afraid to give yourself a raise, you know, every quarter, every, you know, you know, biannually or every year. Don't be afraid to give yourself raises. And um, I feel like that's something that a lot of us are really bad about in the production, specifically the production industry. Like we don't think about that. We don't think like, oh, I've been doing this for 13 years. Like technically, if I were working at a company, I would have essentially gotten at least 13, <laughs> 13 um, raises. So like, what does that look like? So if I were to start at this, this, you know, I don't know, a, some corporate place, I don't know, at entry level, which is what happened when I started at entry level, when I started my career in makeup 13 years ago. So say I, I get hired for, you know, I don't even know, I can't even think, um, at and I don't know, there's like an AT&T box right here, AT&T. That first year, I'm entry level. So I get the entry level rate. And then if I worked as hard as I have worked in my career as a makeup artist, I 100% would have gotten a raise, if not more than two or maybe even three raises every single year. So you take that in consideration. Us in the, the production industry, we don't, we don't see it that way. And we should, we should see it that way. So definitely make sure that if you are, you know, more than two years out of your, in your, your career, Make sure that you take in consideration what your raises would be, all right? That was something that, like, for me, I didn't, like, take into perspective for a very long time. And so that is, you know, something I really hope that you guys will take as well. Like, maybe this will help you realize, like, oh, shit, like, I've been at the same rates for the last five years. That's what happened with me, if you're anything like me. You know, you've been doing the same rates for the last five years or whatever, Dude, bitch, give yourself a raise. You deserve this, right? But please understand that it, you, we all have to do the, 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 the rate raises when, when we're ready. And sometimes it takes longer for certain people than others. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's why I really wanted to make this episode because I want everybody to understand that no matter where you're at in your career, no matter how much you charge, you're fucking worth it. Like you are worth it. Maybe you have to dig some, you know, dig a little bit more into your inner self-worth and then up that rate. But just know that, like, it's okay. It's okay to be at whatever rate you're at right now. 
and give yourself the permission to raise your rates because that's okay too. It is okay to charge $200, you know, to do somebody's face. It's also okay to charge $10,000. Fuck yeah. That's amazing. Like how cool is that? Like somebody is out there charging $10,000 to do someone's makeup. It's pretty badass, right? All right, you guys. Well, I hope that you loved this episode. And if you did, please share this. Feel free to take a screen grab of this screen, whether you are listening on the podcast or if you're watching on YouTube, take a screen grab of it and share it on Instagram. Tag me what it takes underscore MUA. And let me know what your favorite part of this particular episode was. Feel free to, you know, to, to DM me and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. All right, you guys, I love you all. I love you no matter what rate you're at. And I see you. You're going to be amazing. We all start where we start. And if this was the episode that you needed to hear to raise your rates, know that it's time, baby. It's time. All right. Cheers, you guys. Thanks for listening. Before you leave, I wanted to gift you a free manifesting meditation download. This meditation is designed to bring focus to your goals and the dreams that you want to achieve in your career. And I have had dozens and dozens of makeup artists from around the world share with me what they manifested and it's pretty unbelievable. Um, Everything from a Netflix series that flipped them into the union, getting repped by an agency, random chunks of money, working with celebrities, and seriously so much more. So check out the show notes or the description box for the link to the access that you can get for your free meditation today.